calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Okay, here's how Miro works. See, it's amazing. What's everyone doing at David's desk? Ever since marketing started using Miro's collaborative online whiteboard, he thinks all our other teams should sign up. Why? He says Miro's making his meetings disappear. And if every team gets on it, that means even less meetings. They're using Miro for brainstorms, mind maps, customer research. So could we use Miro instead of having another 100 meetings for every round of feedback? Yep. You can comment, react to ideas, even leave a recording on the board. And what about presentations? There are Miro templates for that. How do you know so much about Miro? I've actually been using it all along. I just used a Miro board to plan the best vacation. Okay, I'm on board. See how Miro users save up to 80 hours every year by meeting less and doing more. Get on board at Miro.com with three boards free forever. That's M I R O.com. Now through June 29th, you can earn up to four times rewards points on your favorite products throughout the store at Safeway. Shop for items like Coca-Cola products, Deer Park Natural Spring Water, Dannon Light and Fit Yogurt, Mott's Original Applesauce, Heinz Ketchup, and McCormick Spices. And earn up to four times bonus reward points to use for discounts on gas or groceries. Visit Safeway.com or download the Safeway For You app to earn your reward points today. Offer valid through June 29th. See store for more details. everyone welcome to ha well happy dc announcement day welcome to this special live episode of the geek buddies hey, hey. well well, well uh, we are we're going live are you all right there it's live at 9 a.m man i just folded my laundry got back from the gym jumped out of the shower got some coffee like <clears throat> There's some caffeine and Kryptonians this morning. Let's do this shit. Let's do this shit. So much to get into here. You know, I had heard yesterday from sources that stuff was going to be dropping at 9 a.m. PT, 12 p.m. ET. And sure enough, without fail, it has dropped. And we're going to talk about it. There are 10 projects. He announced 10 projects. 
five TV series, five movie series. I've got slates up. I've got uh, graphics up. Everything has been announced, and we're going to be using multiple sources here, multiple articles to give us confirmation of all this kind of stuff as well uh, as we get into it today. So it has been announced. It's official. James Gunn has released it. There were two press conferences yesterday. They did one for the trades, one for the internet sites, uh, and I was able to get a friend of mine into one of those internet ones, saying that's where I got some of the source. So I'm excited to talk about all this with my two geek buddies, but let's introduce ourselves. I'm the outlaw John Roker, writer, producer, and host here on the Geek Buddies. I am Michael Vogel. I'm a writer and producer of animated TV shows and movies. Hey, and this is Shannon McClung. I'm an animation writer and a television actor where you're going to get to see me next month on the season premiere of Party Down on Stars. Now, Shannon, have you ever auditioned for a DC project? You must have auditioned mm-hmm. for Smallville in the days past and other things like that. What, what have you auditioned for in the past? So the first DC project I auditioned for, which was a long time ago, yeah. was for Clark Kent in Smallville. Yeah, now, nice. at the time, they were seeing, you know, they saw thousands of people, which I was one of them. Had a very nice audition. The casting director did ask me as we finished. He's like, now, how old are you? I'm like, I'm 20. He goes, you're probably not going to get any taller, huh? I'm like, nope. (laughs) (laughs) And that was the end of that one. All right. So let me shut down Haskell right now. Haskell, you can shut up with that stuff. It was two press conferences yesterday. I have a friend of mine who was there. I think you know who I'm referring. And uh, James Gunn was there with Peter Safran. They did a 40-minute Q&A, and they officially gave the announcements to the people who were there. This is official. This is not James Gunn. He didn't tweet it out. This is official. This was an official press conference. They did it behind closed doors. They asked the people who were there, the reporters, the uh, insiders, to not say any of the influencers, whatever you want to call them, YouTube people, uh, people who run the website. They they told them to not release this information until 9 a.m. PT. That's where the trades have it. The rap already has theirs out through Umberto. Snyder's going to have his out on above the line. And then at 9.05, everyone else could drop there. So this is official stuff that is coming through because of the deals that were worked out there during this press conference. So let's take a look at this slate here real quick. And I want to talk about it with everybody because this is this is fascinating stuff. Well, actually, first, overall, Michael, what's your thoughts on the fact that we're getting his stuff now? We're getting 10 projects now, five movies, five TV series. What's your overall opinion on this when you hear about that many things be announced all at once when really we don't even have one foundational piece in place yet for the James Gunn universe? Uh, I think in typical DC style, it is very exciting and raises a bunch of questions. Uh, <laughs> some of the some of the announcements, some of the choices they've made are actually really interesting. I think this is exciting. Like I think, you know, if Mike Kalinowski is out there somewhere, skipping through Toluca Lake right now as happy as can be. And for once, Kalinowski <laughs> and I are kind of in the same spot. Like, I'm okay. really excited about all these announcements. I'm really curious about what it means. Uh, you know, I mean, and we'll get into this, but I, I'm curious about what it means for the current slate. Like, what yeah. does this mean for Shazam 2, Aquaman 2, Blue Beetle? Like, uh, what does this mean for Peacemaker? What does this mean for all this stuff? I mean, I know Amanda Waller is back. Viola Davis is going to be Amanda Waller. So there's a lot of things that say, well... This might be a reboot, but it's not 100% a reboot. And as we've talked about in the past several weeks on Geek Buddies, I think everybody is so excited about a new vibe for Mm -hmm. DC that we are willing to give James Gunn, Peter Safran, the whole team a little bit of a pass on, like, just tell us the rules. Who's in, who's out. Let's start fresh. Let's fucking go. So I think it's a, it's a, today does definitely feel 
more so than in the past, yeah. like a big, fresh start for DC. And I think that's really exciting for everybody. Okay. Shannon, your thoughts on this? I mean, yeah, like it's very exciting. This, this, you know, something like this has uh, uh, happened before where a bunch of stuff gets announced and True. uh i would say about half of it doesn't doesn't come to fruition um when you are announcing 10 things i mean i i, I do believe superman is the only one with a release date um yes. knowing that they you know there's a lot of scu- there's a lot of stuff coming so it sounds like 2024 with the exception maybe of peacemaker it sounds like 2024 is going to be pretty dc-less yeah. which i certainly you know We'll, we'll miss seeing those characters on screen, but it's exciting to know that they're taking that time to kind of build up this slate. I'll be curious if everything actually does come to fruition because even with Marvel, they, they have been, there have been not a ton of times, but there have been times where they've announced something and it just quietly goes away. Yeah. So I'll be curious, like looking at everything that has been announced, how everything connects because some of the things are a little all over the place. So it'll be really interesting yeah. to see <clears throat> how and if everything does in fact connect. And let's remember, we've still got Shazam Fury of the Gods coming on March 17th. Regardless of what Zachary Levi tweets, that's still coming on March 17th. Uh, Flash is coming. Flashpoint, as you see behind me, is coming on June 16th. Blue Beetle coming out on August 18th. And Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom coming out on December 25th. One of the big things that they announced here was a release date for the sequel for the Batman. Uh, it will continue with Matt Reeves, obviously, it will re- the, the executives reveal that it will be released on October 3rd of 2025. So 2025, it is being titled The Batman Part 2. That's the title for right now. So I guess that's you know a very novel title there, The Batman Part 2. So there we go with that one. With Superman. So well, let's just get into the slate here. Let's talk about it. This is And we're using the Hollywood Reporter. Boris Kitt dropped his stuff here as well to back up all the things that we're saying. I did a fancy little graphic here for everything. So... Let's take a look. Let's go with the movies first here. This is what's been announced. Superman Legacy, that is the film that James Gunn already said that he is working on. This will be an, this will drop on July 2025. From what I understand, they didn't talk about a director because, uh, uh, you know, a lot of people think James Gunn is just slowly taking his time to come around to the fact that he's going to have to direct this thing. We shall see. But July 2025 is what they're projecting, which really is a fast turnaround. I mean, two years, that's a lot of time. They've already cast, shoot, post-production, all this kind of So that's not a lot of time, rather, in my opinion. So it's very interesting that it's coming out in July of 2025, coinciding with the Batman sequel coming out later on that year. So very interesting stuff there. There's going to be the Authority movie. Now, a lot of you might not know the Authority, but Authority is essentially a rougher approach to a team, a superhero team here, meeting out justice on their own terms it's a combination i think of stormwatch elements of stormwatch if you guys remember stormwatch from way back then being a part of this uh, team here the brave and the bold will get a movie now i know that excites michael vogel who's been a big fan of the brave and the bold and somewhere Diedrich bader's ears perked up uh, in the sky wondering what that means for him possibly a supergirl movie is coming it's being called uh, supergirl let me look at it correctly woman of tomorrow and of course we had superman Man of Tomorrow uh, from our own, I think, Tim Sheridan, who wrote that or took part in writing that as well. Our own friend, Tim Sheridan, Florida State there. And there's going to be a Swamp Thing movie. Once again, we run back to the Swamp Thing. And remember that aborted uh, series that came out a few, a couple of years ago, three years ago or whatever, that was uh, after that had all this drama going on behind the scenes. And they eventually just dumped it after one season. So well, gentlemen, what do you, th- Michael? I go back to you. What are your thoughts on this announcement? Not, you know, it's kind of all over the place. 
a different Batman from the Batman that we're getting is that we're getting with Matt Reeves' Batman. We've got a, a Superman coming out July 2025th. The Authority, which may be an, a, like a, I don't know, a soft attempt to try to do their own version of The Boys. And and uh, and then we got uh, the Supergirl movie as well and Swamp Thing. So what are your thoughts here? Okay, a lot of thoughts. Uh, Fresh Start for, okay, like, well, I'm just, I'm going to go by some of the quotes uh, from The Hollywood Reporter mm-hmm. on some of these things. So uh, going down the list. So yeah. first up, Superman Legacy. Yes. Um, it's not an origin story, but one of the things that they say that gets me very excited is the Superman Legacy movie focuses on Superman balancing his Kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing. He is the embodiment of truth, justice, and the American way. He is kindness in a world that thinks that kindness uh, is old-fashioned. And the the kindness in a world that thinks kindness is old-fashioned is, for me, yeah. what I love about a Superman movie. I know a ton of people love uh, Henry Cavill's Superman that was kind of struggling with his place on Earth, struggling yeah. with his role as Superman. I know John particularly loved the darker take. But for me, I think that one of the biggest hat tricks that Marvel played is turning Steve Rogers in the Marvel Cinematic Universe into what Superman should be. Yeah. Uh, Steve Rogers in the movies is much more Superman than Steve Rogers in the comic books is. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think taking a little bit of that, taking someone who is just a good, kind person in a world that thinks that we don't have room for that anymore is, to me, what I think Superman should be. So even the fact that they say that that's the direction they're going, I'm super down. Brave and the Bold, when we heard about it yesterday and we were texting about it, I didn't quite know what a Brave and the Bold movie was, but now we know what a Brave and the Bold movie is. Yeah. A Brave and the Bold movie is Damien. That's all you need to know. Okay. It's Damien. Okay. Um, so this new Batman that is not Robert Pattinson will have a new Batman as part of the bigger DC universe, and the Brave and the Bold movie is going to tell the story of how he's got a son with Talia, and that son is a little piece of shit, but that piece of shit is going to become the best Robin. And even though it feels like maybe we're skipping over some of the other things as far as a Dick Grayson story, a Jason yeah. Todd story, a Tim Drake story, I think for modern-day audiences, uh, Damien is the Robin now. Mm-hmm. So I think jumping on there and saying, okay, in the DC universe, Damien is going to be our Robin, it's a choice. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just excited that a choice has been made. So I think that's really, really interesting. Okay. Um, what were the other movies that we hit? Uh, we had The Authority. Right. So Authority, really interesting. If you've not read The Authority, uh, I think Warren Ellis kicked it off. I think Garth Ennis took it over from him. The Authority is the Justice League on crazy steroids with no fucks given. That's really <laughs> what it is. I mean, The Authority is a very thinly built. You can see here in the picture if you're watching, you got Midnighter in the front who is their Batman. Over behind him in the corner, you can see Apollo back there. They are clearly the Superman and Batman of the Authority. They're also gay lovers. And it is a fascinating, fascinating story. And I think in The the Hollywood Reporter, they say that the Authority is kind of like Jack Nicholson in A Few Good Men. And I think that that is the best way to put it. So what happens when you have a group of superheroes that have absolutely no problem kicking anyone's ass and killing anybody that needs to be killed yeah. and putting them in the same world as a Superman who stands for truth, justice, in the American way. Because to Johnny's point, this might be DC's attempt to do something like The Boys. Yeah. But where they might be able to do something that's more interesting than The Boys does is picture The Boys going up against the Avengers or the Justice League. 
And that's what you might have <laughs> yeah. here. So having a group of heroes that are like, why are you guys all being pussies? Let's just kill these fuckers mm. next to a Superman or a Batman or a Wonder Woman. That's like, we're not going to do that. That creates a really interesting dynamic. So yeah. the authority could be pretty big uh, if they handle it right. But to handle it right, you got to. I know I'm always like, eh, we don't have to go dark. It doesn't have to be dark. But the authority is a place where you kind of have to just like fucking go for it. It, it feels like they're going dark, but without going dark, dark. Do you know what I'm saying? There's going to be, because you're going to have James Gunn behind it. Look, there are dark moments in Peacemaker, right? But there's yeah. al also that darker humor or that biting humor or that uh, heavy metal ball busting kind of humor that rolls into it that kind of balances it out. So maybe that they're doing is still leaning into the darkness, but not too much into the darkness so that they have the right balance with these choices. It's very interesting. Well, well I think, I mean, I think you, you nailed it. I mean, having dark is fine if right. there's light to balance it uh you know to borrow from the jedi a little bit but like i think that you know having having a group a superhero team like the authority yeah that is pretty dark and pretty heavy but also doubling down on a superman who is the opposite of that creates a very interesting dynamic mm -hmm. and story can just sort of funnel right out of that if you handle it correctly right okay well, what about the Supergirl movie, and what are your thoughts on the Swamp Thing movie? Um, so the thing they said about the Supergirl movie is that they're kind of keying off Tom King's recent run in yeah. the comics of Supergirl. And if you've not read this Supergirl story that Tom King wrote in the comics, go download it right now. It's fucking great. Yeah. Um, it is Supergirl... Uh, Kicking it off is, and I don't know that this is the story they're going to tell, but just to give you a sense of the vibe, yeah. um, it's Supergirl's 21st birthday, and she goes to a planet that has a red sun so that she can get drunk. Mm -hmm. and that's how wow. that starts. Okay. Okay. And the adventure goes on from there. But um, the thing that they say in The Hollywood Reporter um, that was reported yesterday about the Supergirl story that is really, really interesting is, uh, hold on, my phone is yeah. ringing off the hook because people are calling me about DC. Of course. Um, <laughs> Tell me you're live. Come my ear alive, man. Tell me come on the show. Um, so the thing they say about the Supergirl movie, which again I think is really great, is we will see the difference between Superman, who was sent to Earth and raised by loving parents from the time he was an infant, versus yeah. Supergirl, raised on a rock, a chip off of Krypton, and who watched everyone around her die and be killed in terrible ways for the first 14 years of her life, and then comes to Earth. She yeah. is much more hardcore and not the Supergirl that we're used to. So again. It really feels like they're grounding everything around if Superman is the classic Superman that a lot of people have said they wanted, the, the Superman that's just a good, sweet guy, yeah, yeah. the way that you generate story around that is surround him by a bunch of people who are not. So Superman, in a world where his cousin is like, look, it's great that you had cool parents. I had the shittiest upbringing ever. And the authority is over here doing what they do. Um, it just starts to create really interesting things. And then Swamp Thing, they're saying that this is just going to be a straight-up horror movie to yeah. close out what they're calling Chapter 1, which is their version of Phase 1. So right. Chapter 1 um, of the DC, this new DC universe, we have a couple TV shows coming out, but they kind of are saying that Superman Legacy is the kickoff, yeah. the real kickoff of Chapter 1. And then Chapter 1 is going to end with Swamp Thing as a horror movie. So yeah. this is... This is interesting because it's not the typical heroes. You got a couple uh, major characters in there that we know. We've got Batman. We've got Superman. We're going to have Wonder Woman or at least Wonder yeah. Woman, part of Wonder Woman's world on 
television. Yeah, we'll get we've to got those Green in a Lanterns second. coming out. Yeah, so we've got those things, but within that, there's a bunch of characters that your average uh, comic book fan, average moviegoer, isn't as familiar with. So it's going to be a really interesting mix. Well, certainly James Gunn has taken on that task a couple of times, right, with Guardians of the Galaxy, and then coming back and swinging into his version of Suicide Squad. I mean, that whole opening of the Suicide Squad is a bunch of characters you've never heard before, probably never seen before. And you'll never hear from again. (laughs) Yeah, you'll never hear from again, but they they leave a legacy. I mean, Mr. Pole Vault, dude, I'm not going to forget that guy or the weasel or the dude, the the different (laughs) arms for the different parts of his body separating. So he has a way of making you enjoy the time that you have with these characters. So this is an interesting move for him to kind of bring in a mixture of known characters and unknown characters as a, as a way to kind of kick off his chapter one. And he's not calling it the Gunverse. He says, I don't want to hear that. It's not the Gunverse. This is DC. We're in, we're in charge of where we're going with it, but it's DC. It's not the Gunverse. So an interesting difference there as opposed to the Snyderverse or the Marvel stuff that we've seen before. Shannon, your thoughts on these five movies and what have been announced. And after he, Shannon talks about it, we'll jump into the TV series as well. And by the way, to remind you all, Streamlabs and Super Chats are open here. We are live, so send them in. We've had a couple of Super Chats already. The Streamlabs address is pinned in the chat. What are your thoughts as we go along on all of this stuff? Shannon, your thoughts, please. Well, overall, I think it's interesting that this is a universe when we get to watch Superman Legacy, this is a universe that is already in motion. Yeah. That, you know, they've said that Superman is going to be, he's more in the younger part of his career, but he has, you know, Superman has made his appearance on Earth. Yeah. Also, we have a Batman who is on his fourth Robin. Now, whether or not they actually choose to acknowledge the fact that, you know, Dick Grayson is Nightwing, you know, who was the first Robin, Jason Todd. We don't know if he's going to show up as Red Hood. We don't know if Tim Drake's going to be out there as Red Robin. But right. you have... Uh, I imagine introductions that would have already been made with some of the heroes, but there's still room for more introductions. I imagine the authority probably will be something new. I mean, again, I could be 100% wrong, but having a world populated with super people, um, I I I like the fact that it is different than what Marvel did. How when we watched Iron Man in 2008, for the audience, that was our first superhero. Like right. then, you know, they went back and well, Cap was around in World War World War Two, and Captain Marvel was here in the '90s. But I like the fact that you don't have to go through a bunch of origin stories to set these character up. That the, that the machine is already, you know, the gears are already turning. So right. I think that's really cool, uh, I, and I think that's a good move. I think that I think that gets us into the universe faster. Mm-hmm. Now, having not read Tom King's uh, Supergirl what they describe in the Hollywood reporter, I think is awesome that you have like this, this could be an introduction where they get to meet for the first time. Like, Oh, I was supposed to come here and watch over you. And because of the way that space travel works, I'm actually younger and I did not have this loving supporting home with the Kents. Um, I I think they're setting up a a very interesting dynamic. Now I would not have put, uh, put it the way Vogel did, but the way he said it is 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 really really smart. That yeah. in this world, Superman is that beacon. He's mm-hmm. that beacon uh, of light, and you have these other heroes who um, sort of juxtapose, at least with the movies, juxtapose 
what he does. You have the authority who will pull no punches, who have no issue with uh, killing. You have, you know, literally pull no punches, literally, literally pull no punches. (laughs) You have Damien, who is also, you know, the most vicious Robin to to, to come down to to come down the pipe. Um, So I think overall, it's it's really, really exciting. And knowing that they're closing out their phase one with Swamp Thing, someone who I imagine, again, uh, will be a little disconnected at first. The fact that they're choosing to close with that, I think that's a deliberate choice. And it's probably yeah. being done for a specific reason. I love the fact that they're, they're basically doing Frankenstein yeah. with Swamp Thing. Um, I think that's, you know, really, really cool. I mean, you, you know, we've, we've gotten some really good versions um, in animation right. of Swamp Thing. And I hope that they're able to, I, I never watch the uh the cw show uh, or the dc direct show um but i i like the fact that we're getting this character who is a little more disconnected from the universe at large um so yeah i mean again it it, it does feel a little all over the place and i yeah. hope someone already mentioned it in the comments i hope it's not a case of them throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks (laughs) um when you're when you're able to you know construct this as you go um i i hope that everything is being done for a purpose right now i mean you know by the end of uh phase one of marvel we knew where we were going is that going to be the case with this maybe maybe not you know uh but in any case i think it's going to be exciting yeah i'm excited about this i like the announcements they're they're kind of unusual and uh, you would you would expect that from james gunn he's not going to go by the book he's not going to go chalk as you might describe something like this yes they are him and peter saffron certainly will get to a couple of the comments here from them they made it very clear that they understand who the foundational pieces of the dc universe are but they also want to flesh out and explore these other things that have really captured the comic book loving or animated series loving uh, fans attention. So why not open the door to brave and the bold? Why not open the door to these things to the authority? Why not open the door and see what you can do? And both uh, you, Mike, you and Shannon, you made excellent points here. Superman being the beacon of light. Well, not everyone is the beacon of light. What makes them stand out even more is how other people are not the beacon of light and still function within the world. Just like in real life, not everyone can be the, you know, the paragon of virtue Everyone has their own struggles and their own ideas of how to mete out justice, which I think will lead to some interesting philosophical back and forths, along with some fisticuffs and powers being thrown at each other and what have you. So I like that idea, the general vibe of the movies here and the Supergirl stuff. I mean, the fact that she, they said she's seen four, she's what's what did they say she watched everyone around her die and be killed in terrible ways for the first 14 years of her life. And then she comes to Earth. And she is much more hardcore and not the supergirl we're used to. I love that because we're having, we're embracing more and more women in these uh, uh, in these franchises or leading these properties who have harder edges to them, stronger edges to them. So I like that we're opening the door rather than just getting a dainty supergirl who looks good in the outfit or whatever. And Melissa Benoist, I think, did an excellent job in that series, kind of bringing more of that as the series went along. And so now kind of going along with that as well into the movies. We'll see who's going to be cast as Supergirl. And with the the Brave and the Bold stuff, Damian Wayne, I think, what do they call him? The little son of a bitch. Yeah, he got <laughs> Damian Wayne. This is his exact quote from James Gunn. Um, uh, he, uh, Bruce Wayne, and also introduces our favorite Robin, Damian Wayne, who is a little son of a bitch. And it's a very strange father and son story. So we will be getting a Batman in the Brave and the Bold that is not Robert Pattinson, according to the Hollywood Reporter. So both the new Batman and the new Superman are now 
up for uh, grabs here in the casting world. So that's going to be very fascinating, interesting as well. Uh, you know, the authority, I'm 100% on board. I love Stormwatch. When it became the authority, it was interesting. I like the, the heroes that are willing to cross the line every once in a while. I dig that. So, well, maybe more than once in a while. So I dig that to see here with the authority and see who they're going to cast now that's going to work. Shannon, you bring up some interesting point with Swamp Thing. Frankenstein is in Creature Commandos, which we're going to get to. Boy, if they're going the Frankenstein route with Swamp Thing, it would seem like they're repeating themselves if they do that with Creature Commandos in the TV series, which we're going to get to in just a couple seconds or a couple of minutes. So that's interesting to me as well. So just a lot here on the movie side of thing that uh, that gets me excited to see what more he's going to create here, James Gunn and Peter Safran. Um, we've got Streamlabs Super Chats coming in. We've got 625 of you joining us right now. Thank you very much. Please make sure you hit a like on this video. Share it on your social media. Subscribe to the channel down below for all the Greek stuff content you get here on the Outlaw Nation channel, including the Geek Buddies show. So please do that now and start sending in your Streamlabs and Super Chats. I've pinned it in the chat. Let's take a quick break for the podcast, and we'll be right back right after this. Now through June 29th, you can earn up to four times rewards points on your favorite products throughout the store at Safeway. Shop for items like Coca-Cola products, Deer Park Natural Spring Water, Dannon Light and Fit Yogurt, Mott's Original Applesauce, Heinz Ketchup, and McCormick Spices. And earn up to four times bonus reward points to use for discounts on gas or groceries. Visit Safeway.com or download the Safeway For You app to earn your reward points today. Offer valid through June 29th. See store for more details. Safe drivers save up to 20% with insurance. Get a quote at AAA.com slash insurance. All right, we're back. <laughs> we can't spend too much time out. Let's get to the TV series. Here is the slate. A Booster Gold TV series is on the way. I mean, Blue Beetle movies on the way, but now we get a Booster Gold TV series. An Amanda Waller series is coming. Viola Davis coming back to play Amanda Waller. According to my sources, I don't. I haven't fully read that in the Hollywood Reporter article, but according to the two people I spoke to, it is Viola Davis coming back to play Amanda Waller. Hal Jordan and John Stewart. It's going to be called Lanterns this series. And remember, we had a series going that was going to happen and then was kind of scuttled, but this is still. Um, Greg Berlanti being involved in this one, so we'll see what that ends up being. Paradise Lost, this is a Themyscira series, a series set, and there was an episode uh, with Wonder Woman called Paradise Lost where she went back to Paradise Island and all the all the Themyscirans were uh, cast in stone and she had to find a way to uncast them in stone. So what is this series going to be about? We certainly got a little bit more there. And Creature Commandos, as I mentioned, which is a very interesting thing. And one of my sources said that Rick Flagg might be involved in the Creature Commando situation. So I don't know how that works since he's not part of the original lineup, but could be very interesting. So, Shannon, I'll go to you first as I went with Mike on the movie side. What's your thoughts on the TV side here when we look at this list of uh, projects? I think the TV stuff the TV stuff has the most exciting announcements for me okay. personally. Um, the idea that we are going to get a Hal Jordan and John Stewart series, a Green Lantern show, 
Uh, that it, to me is really, really oh, exciting. Sorry, Let me clarify myself. Berlanti is not involved. Sorry, no. sorry, I misread the Hollywood <laughs> Reporter thing. Berlanti is not involved. Apologies. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead, Chip. He, he, you know, he was developing a take on that for yes. a little bit. Yes. Um, but I love the fact that we're getting, uh, I'm hoping it's going to be a buddy, buddy cop show. Mm-hmm. And the idea that we're going to get to see, uh, like uh, just a proper, proper Green Lantern, a proper Green Lantern show is really, really exciting. I mean, I think the, the idea that they're talking about the, uh, the Paradise Lost, the Game of Thrones and Themyscira, I'm mm. like, that's, that is such a cool, cool, very, very cool pitch. The Booster Gold thing, you know, he, you know, he, uh, uh, James Gunn put out that, put out that uh, uh, survey of, you know, characters that people want to see and Booster Gold was, was represented. The, you know, the, again, this is the, uh, how they said the impo- the imposter syndrome hero. Like I get, I, I imagine this is going to be more our uh, our our comedic take yeah. <laughs> on 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 superheroes in this new DC universe. The fact that we have this guy who can't really hack in in the future, so he travels back in time with a bunch of future tech to get to be a superhero. I'm like, that's a really really funny premise uh, for for a show. Yeah. Um, the Waller thing I think is the most exciting. Yeah. Um, because. One, it's kind of like, what is this show? And for me, it's like this is going to be cameos, cameos aplenty with our our new players in this DC universe. And if yeah. Viola Davis is in fact coming back to reprise that reprise that role, I, I think that is that's that's awesome. And the Creature Commandos thing, real quick, Shannon. Two things on the Waller thing is being written by Crystal Henry, who was a writer on The Watchmen. And Jeremy Carver, the creator of the Doom Patrol TV series. So for those of you who, um, uh, you know, are sad that Doom Patrol has been canceled, well, switch your allegiances over here and watch Waller and see what you're going to get with that. Go ahead, Shannon. Sorry about that. With Creature Commandos, like when they did, I think it was New 52, when they had that Frankenstein Agent of Shade uh, yeah. book that did not last that long. But that was, to me, one of the one of the cooler books. And see, like if they, it, is it Rick Flagg in that? Is is that that's what you said, right, John? That Rick Flag. Yeah, that's, be... that's what I heard from my source that Rick Flag might be involved, but he's not a big comic book guy, so maybe he misheard that or confused. But that's what I'm hearing from the source. I'm not saying it's happening. I'm saying that's what I heard. So yeah. I mean, that's I, I, again. I still think like having that because generally with that group, I think Frankenstein is generally the leader. But if you have Rick Flag yeah. coming in as sort of as, as sort of their uh, yeah, you know the the emissary to to the creatures, I think that's all super super fun. Now, are all of these? I'm I'm reading a bunch of stuff. Are they all guaranteed going to HBO Max? Is that is that for sure? Hey, I don't I don't know that I read that here, but I would imagine it would. Yeah, Booster Gold is an HBO Max series. That's what they say here on the on the uh, on the um, uh, Hollywood Reporter. Paradise Lost is also an HBO Max series. Uh, the Lanterns they don't mention HBO Max. There, Walker Waller will be an HBO Max series. Creature Commando does not mention it if it'll be an HBO Max series. Um, but it's it's already in production. It's originally a team of classic monsters is able to fight the Nazis. And it's animated, so it's going to be voice actors. So that's going to be an animated situation. So I don't know necessarily where that one's going to show up uh, just yet. Again, it's everything is a little it's a little all over the place, but I do think it's really really exciting. Okay, all right, Michael, your thoughts on this TV on the uh, TV series that we got announced here? Uh, well, first of all, yeah, Viola Davis is Amanda Waller, like Hollywood Reporter confirmed it, and so yeah, we, we she's definitely coming back. So I think that's going to be really interesting. She's a great Amanda Waller. I yeah. would love some clarity 
around Amanda Waller. So I'm looking forward to that. Like, I think that, uh, you know, does does Superman owe her a favor? Is she working with the Justice Society? Will she work with the Authority? What is her goals? What are her wants? What are her dreams? I would love to know. But I think yeah. that giving her her own series, I think Viola Davis has, has kind of just... Uh, been around the edges of the DC universe. They brought her in. They knew it was cool. Amanda Waller is a great, great, great character. And I don't know that she's ever really had the opportunity to really sink her teeth in in a major way. So I think giving her the spotlight is great. I think that's that's really, really cool. Uh, Creature Commandos, interesting for a lot of reasons. It's the only thing that's been announced that's animated. Um, but they did say that they're looking for a voice cast that then can play these characters in live action as well. So they're definitely looking for characters like they want to do a Creature Commando series. I think they said it's like a seven or eight episode run yep. that they're planning. But this is not a one off. Like they're looking to go, OK, here's the story. Rick Flagg Sr., Rick Flagg before he died. Like we'll see what happens. And then perhaps these characters are going to come into live action in a bigger way. If you've read any Creature Commando stuff, I think the the real the key to a Creature Commandos thing is Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein. Uh, they are not together anymore. They have a lot of history. They don't get along great. Uh, and that's sort of the core emotional story of a lot of the Creature Commando storylines, and it's a ton of fun. So given what James Gunn has done with Guardians of the Galaxy, given what James Gunn did with the Suicide Squad, I think him kind of tackling Creature Commandos is like that's his bread and butter. So yeah. that makes 100% sense. Um, Lanterns sounds really smart. Uh, you know, they're, they're, it, it's Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart. It's true detective. It's terrestrial. Uh, yeah. And I think the terrestrial part is key because as much as we all want a TV series, as much as we want to see Green Lanterns flying all over space, having power ring battles like it's Star Wars, going to Oa, doing everything, that costs a lot of money. Yeah. And I think for Green Lantern to be on TV going, hey... This is how Jordan and uh, Jon Stewart solving some shit on Earth. Mm -hmm. uh, so does that mean that it's all like sort of human based and they're just using their power rings? Or is there some kind of alien plot a la Men in Black? Like we'll find out. But I think that that's really, really interesting. And Booster Gold is just fun. Yeah. I mean, Booster Gold is such a dork and it's so great. And he's just such a wonderful character. Uh, and with Booster Gold coming up, you know, you just, it, it kind of calls back to, well, what does this mean? What, what is, what is real and connected and what is not? Is right. Booster Gold going to hang out with Jaime Reyes? Uh, and are we going to get a new general, you know, we won't get a Ted Cord Booster Gold team up, yeah. but will this new version of Blue Beetle and this version of Booster Gold become something in this new version of the DC universe? So I think, you know, that's a really, really big question. Mm. I do think... All of this sort of begs, and I mean, this is kind of what we all keep circling around. What are the rules of this universe? What happened? What didn't happen? Right. Do you know what I mean? And I think, because they've already made it really clear. They've said in The Hollywood Reporter, they've announced, like, all of the characters that are currently in the movies. So Shazam, Aquaman, Gal as Wonder Woman, Ezra as The Flash. Yeah. They've said there's no reason why they could not continue on in those roles. So... They've they're they're not calling this a hard reboot. Like Viola Davis is still Amanda Waller. I'm assuming we're gonna get more Peacemaker. So, but but Ben Affleck's not there, and we have a new Batman, and we have a new Superman. So there's gonna be a little bit of just tell me what the deal is. Right. Just tell me what's up. Uh, you know, because for example, like is Lex Luthor, uh. 
a tiny little crazy person who's in jail and obsessed with, uh, you know, dark side, or are we going to get a more traditional Lex Luthor? Like what, you know, so I think that there's a lot of questions still about the history. Are we going to do like a soft focus kind of mention a couple things, but not mention other things like this is, this is kind of what we're going to have to figure out along the way. But that being said, the way that they're talking about all of these things, even with the Green Lantern series, they say this is really important. Whatever it is that Hal and John are doing yeah. is really important to the bigger story. So it sounds like they've got some bigger story in mind right. and that chapter one is leading somewhere. Um, so whether or not they can pull off this old switcheroo where everyone's still there except for the people that are not, we don't really know, Like that's going to be what's interesting to see. I like this comment. It's a soft reopen. I like that. A soft reopen <laughs> makes sense to me on so many levels. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm excited by the TV series in the different places that we're going. Look, the Critch Commandos thing, that absolutely excites me. And look, that might be their answer to Werewolf by Night. They may be like, okay, you're going to go back in time and do kind of interesting horror stuff. We're going to play around with that too, with these classic horror characters. And see, because you've got a vampire, a werewolf, Frankenstein. Uh, Bride of Frankenstein, all involved in this, but you've also got a mummy that shows up in the history of Creature Commandos. They also have the Agents of Shade instead of the Agents of Shield, so that's in the newer version of Creature Commandos, so will that find its way in? So just a lot of questions with Creature Commandos that gets me excited, and since we're fucking talking about Nazis again in our society, it seems topical instead of kind of going back into the past there to kind of revive this thing, so I like that overall. Booster Gold, 100%. I mean, I just was reading the um, oral history of the Justice League run with James Dematis and Keith Giffen being the head of that and the editor of that. And I was just like, oh, man, I forgot how much I loved that series and how much I love Booster Gold and um, Blue Beetle in that series. So to do a younger version of it, once again, could be their answer to Young Avengers. Damian Wayne, their answer to Young Avengers. This idea of a young Justice League possibly rolling through could be very interesting uh, as well. Love the idea of the Amanda Waller series. Great. Let Viola Davis, Michael, you said it so well. She has been appearing in these movies. This is a Oscar-level actress. So you've got to give her meat to sink her teeth into so that she can really bring power to it. And if you've seen Woman King, you know this woman can bring power to the roles that she has. So uh, I think it's great to give her more time to kind of spread her wings a little bit more as well what else did we have on the tv series they haven't talked about um but oh how jordan and john stewart I, I, the true detective thing is cool maybe a little law and order can we throw a little law and order in there i'd like to have that kind of vibe to kind of maybe smooth <laughs> a little bit of the edges uh there as well so i'm, I'm down with that because those are my two favorite green land well can i say that i don't know if i can say that i don't know if i can because I. Kinda... Uh, we all know you like guy gardner it's fine like you can guy say gardner. it you it's like guy gardner <laughs> I do like him. You, you like you like you like you like male white toxicity in a Green Lantern suit. Ironically, it's it's only fine. when it's in a comic book. Um, but <laughs> the Themyscira thing I think is great because it's going to be set before the Wonder Woman movies. So do we get a younger and Antiope and Antiope is that how you say it? Do we get a younger Hippolyta? So Hippolyta. So Hippolyta. I'm, I'm very Hippolyta. Sorry, Hippolyta. Uh, you know, there's so many things in my mind, but I'm very curious to see. <laughs> Um, how they're going to make that all work. And certainly, given given what Snyder introduced at the beginning of Justice League, how far back the Amazons go, are there going to be elements of that that's going to be a part of this? And with the Game of Thrones thing, is that because someone wants the power? Is there going to be infighting amongst the Amazons about the factions and, and houses and families? 
that's very, very fascinating well, and could give more three-dimensionality to those characters. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. It is, the one thing it is, and it's very noticeable, like I think the Themyscira thing, we're saying we're going to do Game of Thrones on Themyscira, I'm in. Yeah. Like, do it. That's a great idea. 100% yeah. run with it. But given all the Patty Jenkins of it all, it is interesting that we have a Superman legacy movie, Brave and the Bold, which is going to launch this newer, this new Batman, yeah. but we don't have a Wonder Woman announcement yet. Not yet. And, no, and, I, and I do think that is interesting because it still puts the gal momoa miller of it all is yeah. sort of in this amorphous haze because you can do a themiscira series without diana you right. can do a themiscira series with a younger diana that's not gal you can do a themiscira series with gal um but you know because one of the things they did say and john you mentioned this but the exact quote is uh one of our strategies is to take our diamond characters, yes. which is Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and use them to prop up other characters that people don't know to build those lesser known properties into the diamond properties of tomorrow. And that's a great strategy. That is, I mean, that is literally what James Gunn did with Guardians of the Galaxy. Nobody gave a shit about Rocket or Groot uh, until those came out. And now they are two of the most beloved characters in Marvel. So I think it's a smart strategy, but what, like, we sort of get a sense of, okay. We know a little bit who Superman is going to be in this new version. Batman is going to be dealing with Damien. So we don't know what that means about how long Batman has been doing this. Is yeah. it going to be Ben Affleck? Are they going to do a big announcement? Is it not going to be Ben Affleck? And is he a younger Batman to kind of match up with a younger Superman? So still some questions there. And then Wonder Woman is just a really big question mark. So yeah. it, there's there's a lot of really cool announcements here. Like I, I don't want to... I'm, I'm I'm poking at the holes because it, that's that's what's gonna trip them up if it yeah. trips them up. But this is all really exciting stuff. All right, let's take a moment here. There's 700 of you watching us live. Thank you so much for joining us. Please make sure you hit a like on this video right now. If you're watching later, leave a comment of what you thought about this slate and what what stands out to you or doesn't stand out to you. What you were hoping to see. What you are sad we see what you were surprised we got that you're excited about. Let us know all that in the comment section. Also, subscribe to this channel. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that bell button so you see where we're dropping all the content, including all the Geek Buddies content we have on the channel and other content uh, as well. Shannon, I know we lose you in 17 minutes, so I want to ask you, do you want to watch the six-minute James Gunn or five-and-a-half-minute James Gunn video he just posted about all of this, or would you like to answer some of these Streamlabs and Super Chats? as we go along here right now it's up to you, up to you. well if it's only five minutes let's do the video okay. and then if we have time to do some questions before i uh, gotta take off that's what we'll do okay and i've well, texted Cal and i've texted kalinowski if you're watching son i'm happy to send you the Streamyard link if you want to jump in my man and take maybe shannon's spot here as we go into everybody the in the chat tell kalinowski to stop playing call of duty or whatever the hell he's doing <laughs> and get in here He's fighting with a 14-year-old. He cannot be here. Uh, all right. <laughs> Let me tell you something, noob master. <laughs> What'd you say to me, champ? <laughs> Cut to Shannon. Oh, my God. Uh, all right. Let me see. All right. Let me uh, bring it up here, and I'll, and I'll hey, pause it, of course. So, all right. Uh, yeah, it's about six minutes. Um, so let me make it a big screen. And hey, look, James Gunn is on the Geek Buddies. There we go. We finally got James Gunn on the Geek Buddies. God, we've been waiting, guys. I'm so excited about this. Also, James, what do you have to say? Now that hey, you're everybody. on the Geek Buddies. Oh, great. Go I'm ahead. Sorry. I didn't know you were setting it up. Please go ahead, Mike. Tee it up. James, what do you have to tell all of the fans here at the Geek Buddies about this new DC slate? 
Hey everybody, I'm James Gunn. I'm the co-CEO of DC Studios. So as many of you know, DC has been disconnected in film and television for a long time. And it's one of, you know, our jobs, mine and Peter's, is to come in and make sure the DCU is connected in film, television, gaming, and animation. Gaming? That the characters are consistent, played by the same actors, and it works within one story. And if something is outside of that, like Matt Reeves' Batman or Todd Phillips' Joker or Teen Titans Go, that it is clearly labeled as DC Elseworlds, outside of the mainstream DCU continuity. Now, Peter and I have gotten pretty lucky in terms of the four projects that are coming out over the next year. First, we have Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Shazam! has always been off kind of in his own part of the DCU, so he connects very well. That moves directly into The Flash, a fantastic movie that I really love, that resets the entire DC universe. Then to move into Blue Beetle, a fantastic film about a kid who's a marvelous part of the DCU, and then into Aquaman 2, which leads directly into our next few projects, which I'm gonna tell you about now. So Peter and I, along with a group of very talented writers, have started to map out an eight to 10 year plan of what DC Studios will be in film, television, and gaming. This first chapter is called Gods and Monsters. Now this, what I'm about to tell you, is a part of the first chapter. It's not the entire first chapter. Wow. The first project is Creature Commandos. Creature Commandos is an animated series. I've written all the episodes. Something we're gonna do that's a little bit different at He's DC is we're gonna have characters move into animation, out of animation, usually having the same actor play their voice as who plays them in live action. The next project up is Waller. This is a story of Amanda Waller played by Viola Davis. Viola Davis is gonna team up with members of Team Peacemaker. And this is a story that's been created by Crystal Henry, who did Watchmen, and Jeremy Carver, who created the Doom Patrol. It is a fantastic story that's out of this world and I can't wait for people to see it. Okay, next up is the big one, the true beginning of the DCU. This is called Superman Legacy. This is being written by me. I'm in the middle of it. I'm having a great time doing it. And Superman will be released into theaters July 11th, 2025. Okay, the next thing is a big premiere HBO television series called Lanterns. This is a story of a couple of Green Lanterns, John Stewart and Hal that. Jordan. And we have a few other lanterns peppered in there. But this is really a terrestrial-based TV show, which is almost like True Detective with a couple of Green Lanterns who are space cops watching over precinct earth in it they discover a terrifying mystery that ties into our larger story of the dcu next is a big movie called the authority the authority is a passion project of mine it's based on the marvelous wildstorm characters we are now bringing into the dcu and will interact with all of our primary dcu characters the authority are a group of superheroes who think the world is broken and they want to fix it by any means necessary. I think it's a very different look at superheroes. We're doing a television series That's called the Paradise Lost. Paradise Lost is a story of Paradise Island, usually known as Themyscira, which is the birthplace of Wonder Woman. It's almost like Game of Thrones with Westeros, but with all of the inhabitants of Paradise Island. The introduction of the DCU's Batman is the brave and the bold. The Brave and the Bold is the story of Batman and his actual son, Damian Wayne. This is based on Grant Morrison's 
great comic book run. Damian Wayne is my favorite Robin. He's a little assassin who Batman tries to get in line. And so this is the story of the two of them and the beginning of sort of the Bat family in the DCU. Next up is a TV series called Booster Gold. Booster Gold is one of comics really popular cult heroes. He is a fascinating guy. He's a loser from the future who uses future technology to come back to present day and become a superhero so that people will love him. It is basically the superhero story of imposter syndrome on an HBO Max series. One of my favorite comic book series from last year was Tom King's run on Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. And so we're gonna turn that into a big science fiction epic film. Now, Superman is a guy who was sent to Earth and raised by loving parents. Where Supergirl in this story, she is a character who was raised on a chunk of Krypton. She watched everybody around her perish in some terrible way. So she's a much more jaded character. And that brings me to Swamp Ugh. Thing, the last thing we're gonna talk about, Shut a very dark horror story in the origins of the monster who is Swamp Thing. And although it's totally outside of the rest of the DCU, it will still feed into the rest of the stories. Anyway, those are the stories that I can tell you about right now. I've loved the DC characters since I was a child. They're incredibly important to me. I knew that this was a once in a lifetime opportunity to do something very different. One of the things that's very important for me in all of these movies and TV series is that the director's vision and the vision of the writers and all of the creators is unique and something special. Storytelling is always king. That's all that matters to us. And I wanna be true to those stories. I wanna be true to you guys and really give you something different than you've ever seen before. Anyway, thank you, everybody. I appreciate you watching. I hope this was exciting for you because it's really exciting for me. And I can't wait to start to dive into these stories with you guys on this grand adventure. Thank you so much. James, can we ask you? Oh, oh God, sorry, James, we lost you. Uh, I know you got a busy schedule, but thanks so much for stopping by the Geek Buddies. Oh, that was great, guys. That was great. All right, we got 10 minutes left with you, Shannon. Thoughts on James's comments and uh, this video with a six-minute video of his talking about everything we've got coming from him. I mean, the the excitement the excitement is growing. Um, knowing that uh, uh, Waller is going to be basically a spinoff of Peacemaker, it's sort of a sort of a soft introduction to this universe, and then having Superman kick everything off. I mean, I I love the fact that James Gunn likes Damian Wayne, even though I will yeah. miss seeing Dick and seeing Jason and seeing Tim. Uh, I I'm excited that we're gonna get to see a live action. I, like in my like my writer brain, it's already going. I'm like, oh, is he gonna interrupt him in the middle of an assassination? That's gonna be a great scene. Again, I'm already creating my headcanon that's gonna disappoint me later when they don't do it. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, exciting stuff. He seems super super jazzed. I hope that enthusiasm can continue for the next eight to 10 years. Yeah, I, I, I loved it. I thought it was a really, you could sense the enthusiasm, as you said, coming off of him, very clearly excited to jump into this. Uh, and, you know, I, you know, to be fair, I think Snyder had a lot of enthusiasm jumping in to, to, to take on these characters. And that speaks to the, that speaks to the, um, how can I say this? That speaks to the effect these characters have on all of us as well. I mean, one of the reasons we kind of get upset about some of these DC movies or criticize some of these DC movies is because we want them to be so much better than they actually are. We want them to hit the target because we know the power of these stories. And it seems like James is really embracing it. And I think what's smart too, Mike, because I want to get your thoughts too. He's 
combining the old with the new the newer stuff combined with the old getting different points of views newer characters coming in instead of just legacy characters having a way to announce having using the legacy characters to kind of as he said uh, uh um introduce you to these other characters it's such a smart way to do things so i like how he's approaching this i like the enthusiasm he has for all of this and i got a feeling they're all, they're all going to be made uh, whether they're going to hit the target or not is a separate conversation but I do think all 10 of these projects are going to be made. Mark my words. Um, what do you think, Mike? What do you think of the video? I think it was a good video. I think uh, a couple things that really stood out. Uh, Warner Brothers uh, PR made it very clear, and James Gunn made it very clear, that the movies that are coming out in the next year are leading into Gods and Monsters, this new chapter one for DC. Yeah. Like, like, starting off by saying, I'm excited for Shazam!, the Flash movie is amazing. Blue Beetles, like he's very clearly saying, hey guys, these movies count. Yeah. So that's good. It raises a bunch of questions, but it's good. Um, he then at the end made it really clear, and I think this is also really important, that uh, he's very focused on the director's individual visions. Uh, so this is another thing that is, this is not the Gunverse. This is not yeah. James Gunn saying, I want everything to be quirky and weird and James Gunny. Um, the stuff that should be James Gunny is going to be James Gunny, but that we still are going to have directors coming in. And I think that's a really important thing for him to say, not just for us, but to the creative community in Hollywood. I think that there is definitely concerns that, well, does this mean if I come to make a DC movie, I have to basically do whatever James Gunn says. So I think right. him kind of putting that out there is also really important. I think the excitement is there because lining up 10 things, and this is different than what DC has done in the past, lining up a bunch of things and saying, hey, we're making movies, and lining up things and saying, so, Superman comes out, then that leads to lanterns, they discover a mystery, this mystery is here, like, there just sounds like there's an idea of what to do, and even with the brave and the bold of it all, where, I, you know, I was the first one when Batman versus Superman came out, and we saw the Jason Todd outfit with the Joker ha 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 on it, and I was kind of pissed that we skipped over all those stories. Well, to be fair, we're skipping over all those stories here too. Yeah. But him saying that Damian Wayne coming into Batman is the beginning of building the Bat family um, makes it sound like there's a plan. I yeah. mean, a lot of people in the chat are saying, you know, part of Damian coming in to be the new Robin is that there were other Robins. Yeah. So is this how we're going to get to see Nightwing coming in and being like, whoa, well, when I was Robin this, you know, there's there's a world where Damien coming into Bruce's life yeah. allows us to place a Nightwing and a Jason Todd and a Tim Drake. So, yeah. you know, there's, there's still a lot of questions. It, I'm not like, oh, I'm sold. They've fixed everything. This is great. But the excitement is definitely there and it feels like there's a big story brewing. I don't know what that story is. I don't know if we're all going to like it, yeah. but there is a story. The other thing is, I think it's very clear, like, and again, they've got this issue. The Batman is a huge hit. Joker is a huge hit. But yeah. saying that those things, Teen Titans Go, are Elseworlds, fine, I get it. Like, we all get what that is. So if yeah. you're going to tell me that something's gonna some things are going to come along and be Elseworlds, and some things are going to come along and be mainline DCU, as long as you make that clear to me, I can get on board with that. Yeah. Give me give me the construct. Give me the uh, parameters of what you're doing. Then I can adjust my ex expectation and perception of what you're doing for sure. And he didn't mention the Tennessee Coates Black Superman, which is still in active development. The rumors about the Constantine 
sequel with Keanu Reeves. Didn't mention any of that. And some of you are already commenting about Ezra Miller, Ezra Miller, Ezra Miller. Well, he said, Peter Safran said this, Ezra Miller is completely committed to their recovery. We're fully supportive of that journey that they are on right now. When the time is right, when they are ready to have that discussion, we will all figure out what the best path forward is. But right now, they're completely focused on their recovery. And in their conversation with them in the last couple of months, it feels like they are making enormous progress. Another part of this is the Henry Cavill thing. He clarified, uh, James Gunn did, we didn't fire Henry. Henry was never cast. For me, it's about who do I want to cast as Superman and who do the filmmakers we have want to cast as Superman. And as far as Zachary Levi, which I tweeted about over the weekend because I thought he just was way off base with the stuff he tweeted. And of course, I factor in the fact that his father recently passed of cancer. You have to put all that in perspective here. But when asked about this at the press conference, uh, James Gunn said, actors, filmmakers that I work with are going to say things that I agree with and things that I don't agree with. Uh, I can't be changing my plans all the time because an actor says something that I don't agree with. At the same token, though, if someone is doing something that is morally reprehensible, that's a different story, and we have to take that into account. So, uh, walk the line really well, and uh, you know. Uh, I mean, let's just be, but let's just let's just call it like, look. Please. No, he didn't fire Henry Cavill. Right. Right. But if you are saying that, sure, there's no reason that Gal and Momoa and Ezra and everybody else can't continue on, yeah. and you are making a Superman movie, and you are not putting Henry Cavill in it. You've kind of said Henry Cavill's not our Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you can you can you can say, "Oh yeah, we never cast him. We're still casting. We're figuring out what this movie is." But like you did make a choice. Yeah. And like and I think it was probably the right choice. Um I know not everybody will agree with that, but I I think it was probably the right choice, but again, we yeah. just have to see what this new DC he he another thing he said that I think might be the way that they end up slicing all of this is he does say that flashpoint is an amazing movie which is what we've all heard yep but he also says it reboots the dc universe right right and a movie like flashpoint given what flashpoint is depending on how they end that yeah does allow you to sort of do this soft reopening that they're trying to do so if they use flashpoint for that and it makes sense from a story standpoint. That's probably the way they're going to handle a lot of this. Real quick. I know, Shane, you got to go. If I'm an actor right now, I am fucking calling my agent, my manager right now and being like, you get me into this fucking universe. I don't care what it takes. Because if they're going to pay me to do an animated live action and video game, you get me into this fucking universe right goddamn now. Because I will make a shit ton of money over the next few years. Shannon, any final thoughts here before you got to go? And we have Kalinowski on deck to join us here, ladies and gentlemen, to, uh, to come in to replace Shannon here on the field. So, Shannon, any final thoughts before you go? Uh, I, I just have to get off. I have to get off this so I can get on the phone with my agent to let them know that, hey, hey if they're going to put me in a uh, hey. movie, video game, and animation, I need to I'm get on the, the phone I right am, I'm 100%, I'm 100% on the Shannon McClung as Jimmy Olsen train. Let's yeah, make I it do. happen. Okay. Yeah, I like it. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Oh, old ass Jimmy Olsen. I was just say James Olsen. <laughs> James Olsen Senior. Oh, uh, any final thoughts here, Shannon? Before we let you go. No, you know this. This was a lot of fun. I'm really excited, and yeah, I'll, I'll be curious to see who are who are the lanterns on Earth tracking down. Could it be Lobo? Oh, oh very Jesus interesting. Christ. Very interesting. Probably die. <laughs> Guy doing some stupid shit. Um, all right, Shannon, thanks so much for joining us. You guys can follow him at Shannon underscore McClung, at Shannon the Geek Buddy on Instagram. Uh, and we love him madly. He's got to run off to do his work. but So we'll say goodbye. Thanks, Shan. Uh, Bye, guys. And we'll, 
and we'll bring on a pundit, a critic, a guy that we, a Schmodown legend, but a guy that we also call friend for numer- for two over two decades now of Mike Vogel, which is kind of crazy to think about, but a what? man who knows his DC inside and out. And that is the great Mike Kalinowski. What's up, Mike? Oh! Morning, boys. Look at you guys. Oh! Morning, Look at this guys. guy. Mike, got to start with you off the bat. I know we only have you for a few minutes. So yeah, buddy. your thoughts overall, we just played the video. You've got the announcements here. Yeah. What are your thoughts about uh, uh, what we got from James Gunn and these announcements? Well, I did uh, last night. It was late at night. And I did a top five what I hope they would announce. And I think looking at it, I got four out of the five okay okay so i said i said i wanted a movie called the caped crusaders i wanted batman and robin in their prime with like a bat i want a bat cave with a giant penny and a ro- giant robot dinosaur and multiple batmobiles so it seems like the brave and the bull will be that like batman's going to be an adult father figure with damien damien's <laughs> one of the best robins i said think that's great uh yeah. lanterns i wanted to sh- i was hoping for like a trilogy called <laughs> sorry i got both the dogs going nuts here uh called the Green Lanterns. I want it to be like a 30s Alan Scott, a 60s Hal Jordan, Ooh. and then a, nine, a current day John Stewart. And then they all come together at the end through, you know, the ring and whatnot and whatnot. Um, what else was I saying? Oh, Booster Gold. I wanted a Blue Beetle Booster Gold movie, like yeah. a Blue and Gold series. So there's no way you do blue, Booster Gold without Blue Beetle popping in. He's going to be in there. Uh, and then I think I wanted a, a – oh, have you guys read Mark Wade's JLA Year One? Came out like in the 2000s. It's fantastic. It's like, it's Green Lantern, Flash, Black Canary, Martian Manhunter, and Aquaman. And with Superman and Batman on the periphery. But it's the formation of the Justice League through them. And it's great. But they did not go that way. Or even any kind of Justice League. Which is smart. And then my last one was, it was a long shot. I wanted to do, you know how uh, James Gunn created kind of like the MCU cosmic. Like this corner that he created and plays in. I was hoping like we get a DCEU espionage. With Ooh. like, you know, the characters like Checkmate and you could put in the question and Nemesis and Task Force X. So with Waller, I don't know where they're going with that. I don't know if it's going to be like kind of the funny, off the cuff, weird stuff of Peacemaker or they're going to delve into the Checkmate, you know, behind the curtain and everything. And there was a current Checkmate version where it was like all the detectives of the DCU mm-hmm. were getting together. So I don't know where they're going with that. So I'm very happy. I mean, you guys know me. Yeah. I'm a DC fan. Um, I, I've said that. I think I said this about God back in 2016 about like the things we love, the, the sports, and you guys, are the geek buddies, so everything in our geek culture. The, this is our sports to us. Yeah, yeah. And you know, love DC or hate it, they they have had rough patches and whatnot. And I always said, comics and me, Marvel, DC, whatever. It's like sports. So yeah, you pick your team and you stay with your team. You know, and. and some years, your football team, you got a terrible coach. You got an awful owner. You got a quarterback that can't land a pass. Some years, you go that. to the Super Bowl four years in a row. <laughs> but through thick and thin, you stay with your team because it's your team. So to see where we are now, I, I can't be happier. You know, I, you know, it's great. I know people that want a plan, and there's a plan now. And, um, you know, I know Mike, you had a lot of questions as far as, like, where does it go? I, I, you know, it, it, there are a lot of questions. But I love that. Where, where, John, were you saying it that you, you felt like uh, gun – talk not talks but responds to everyone he's like oh yeah. shooting down so i i kind of like the the openness okay you know right. but but it is a different i think strategy. it's dangerous like, i think it's dangerous okay. yeah it's 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 he plays with fire sometimes you're just yeah. like okay he's he's going at him because because 
you know, you give these guys an inch, they take a mile. Well, remember, social media is what got him. I mean, it's incredible yeah. to see that the man who was kicked off Guardians of the Galaxy and was essentially in a bit of a wasteland for a little bit has swung all the way back around to be in charge of the rival property uh, and what they're doing for the next 10, uh, next 10 projects. So yeah, pretty incredible to see the turn, but that's why I get concerned yeah. when he goes into social media. You already got smoked there once. Yeah. Don't do it again. But I know. I hear your point. I hear your point. Fans I think. Like I think what you said about like, I mean, across all animation video games, I like it's so. That's you know when we talked about it, John it just came on with you were saying how uh, about the actors are out there getting. There's also yeah. the, the. I would say you look at it like well, some actors don't want to be tied down to that. Yeah, that's fair. I, 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 right. I just rewatched Chris Evans' interview like 12 years ago, where he, yeah. or it's current interview, but he was talking like. When he got offered Captain America, he's like, he's like, I don't want to do it. It was nine films. Yeah. What if I didn't like it? And I'm stuck in this nine film contract. So, but he's saying I led with fear and it was a stupid decision. Yeah. But there are some actors like, I don't want to commit to this. I, I got to go to a video game and do a voice thing. And uh, nah, I just yeah. want to, but so it's interesting to see, but I mean, I think every actor is calling his agent right now going, hey, we got yeah, yeah. to get involved in this thing. You, you can't imagine that um, like Joaquin Phoenix is someone who'd want to be tied right. down to all those kinds of things. So certain kinds of actors are probably not going to be part of these projects. But other actors are because they're going to want to be the voice. They're going to want to be a part of this yeah. and have continuity throughout all three of these. Meetings. You want and, an actor that's like that. You want yeah. someone that wants to be. Yeah, I, I want the ownership of this character through all these mediums. That's, that's why I like fantastic. Chris Hemsworth in Marvel because he was in What If? He's he's yeah. willing to do anything and appear in anything as Thor. Um, uh, and, and that makes you feel like this guy loves playing this character so I can care about him playing this character a little bit more yeah. than maybe some other actors. And you're you're right about that because I was watching a TikTok yesterday with Don Cheadle, a clip of his interview, a clip of his interview. When he was offered the role to take on Rhodes, he was at his kid's laser tag birthday party <laughs> Marvel called him and said, you have an hour to make up your mind. You have an hour to make up your mind. It's six <laughs> movies. you got to commit to all six of these movies. And he's like, what's my character arc? And they were like, we don't even know which character arc it is. Are you in or you out? We're going to the next night. Don't say yes. So that's how crazy it is. Uh, yeah. Mike, vote. They're like, we're going to Lieutenant Dan you, and then we're going to make it okay. Like, we're just going to, we're just going to, that's what you got. That's what you got. He said, okay, I'm in. Lieutenant Dan's great. Hey, you got an Emmy out of it. Yeah. For, for, yeah. for two, for two scenes. Points. He doesn't even know. He doesn't even know why. He was like, "I don't know why I got it, but thanks." <laughs> for sure. No, um, I was saying before you before you hopped on, Mike. I was saying I think for the you know I, I'm very happy today because I think for the first time you and I can just be in pretty much complete agreement. As of right now, Mark. As this of right now, and this it'll moment, change. right now in history, <laughs> it'll change. But right now we're both like, well, this all sounds really exciting. I'm on board. Can't wait to see what happens. Like yeah. so for this moment, the stars have aligned now. As as we get more, like we're gonna be like, I love creature comforts. It's great, and you're gonna be like, ah, this animation, it's not my thing. And then I'm gonna yeah. be like, Superman's great, and you're gonna be like, ah, it's not Henry Cavill. Then I'm gonna be like, I don't know about this Themyscira show, and you're gonna be like, you're crazy. So we will fight, <laughs> but I think for tonight, for for the moment, I'm enjoying two mics and, in alignment. And with yeah. with your point, I guess maybe I'm a little. It's whereas other things like the MCU. They've earned the goodwill. So we're all at a place, I think, even diehard DC fans, we're kind of at a place where, like, okay, we see what we're doing. We, I've, I, I'm kind of a fan of everything that's come before, love or hate, you know. There's yeah. things I love yeah. and even the things that people hate. But I'm, you know, I understand the Snyderverse had to go. And it, it, you had to do that. You had to. Yeah. To kind of start over. But it's interesting, is in listening to you guys this morning, there were a lot of, like, okay, it's Themyscira. There's not a mention of Wonder Woman. Nope. 
and same we know the, the gal is like yeah. we know that we get yeah, the gal stuff is kind of nebulous the big momoa stuff not even hint of where he's gonna pop up and he what did you think that video something. meant Mike, i mean he's running around on videos he's he's running out screaming in the streets I so know, i think but then, like, i think did you guys pick up when he talked about shazam he's like he's kind of in his own corner so it fits with the dc yeah. that we're doing so i'm like seems like shazam's still gonna be shazam yeah like it is it well, isn't it isn't the complete clean slate that people i think were wanting but i do know, love the elseworlds elseworlds thing yeah i, I love think elseworlds, that elseworlds is great because it allows for what they're doing and it allows yeah. them to continue to do that so to your point johnny if the uh ta-nehisi coates uh superman comes out that's great it's a yeah, it's an elseworlds, elseworlds you know like like yeah. like so i think that there's room for all of these things and that's wonderful yeah. but yes this mainline story that they're building I think, I mean, I don't know what you think about this, Kalinowski, but it does seem like they are hedging their bets and not really going to tell us until the Flash movie comes out. I think they're going to mm. use that Flash movie and you're going to get to that end of the Flash movie and, uh, you know, uh, he's going to re-put reality back together and however he did it. Yeah. And if you get to the end of that movie, all you have to do... I mean, you could literally, because I know we've talked about Ben Affleck being in that movie, whatever. You could have Ben Affleck at the beginning of the movie and yeah. have him come back from his whole adventure at the end of the movie and it's your new Batman there and everyone's like, what the fuck just happened? And you're like, okay, cool. They like they could really use that movie to sort of do a little bit of this softer reboot. Right. Yeah. I mean, is it one of those ones, I think I saw a poster where it was like he's running through the timeline and you just see the world's going by him. You see Henry, you see Chris Reeve as Superman and it just mm -hmm. kind of established like these are the different worlds yeah, that are all out there, you know? And right. I think that still works. I think it, you know, it, we're, and audiences are so used to now multiverses because of the MCU and, and what right. it means and these things can exist, but it does need to have like, you've got to let us know just what tell it us. is. So just right. set the ground rules. Yeah. Set the yeah. ground rules. I, I do think that we're all at a place where, you know, whether you wanted it to wanted the Snyderverse to carry on whether you wanted a super hard reboot and you didn't want anybody you just wanted a fresh start i think everybody right now is kind of in a just tell us and we're yeah. good like yeah. we will give it to you right now like tell us who's in who's out and let's move forward with that and if you can make that work we're all on board uh, I got a bunch of Streamlabs and Super Chats. Uh, can I get to all of them here? I know, Michael, you said you wanted to go. Like no, go for minutes. it. Go for okay. it. Let's, go, let's, let's dive in. And Kalanis, do you mind sticking around? If you got to yeah, go, yeah, let me know sure. you got to go. Uh, and remember, the, there's a lot of them, so let's not take 30 minutes for each one. All right, Wiley Todd says, I don't know what you are referring to, sir. <laughs> My favorite superhero Superman is coming back, baby. Still confused on the Waller show. Does that mean we still have Guns movies as canon? He, but he did say that Superman is the start. That's a great question, Wiley. Are these, I mean, if you're keep, keeping Amanda Waller, and certainly she now has a daughter with, uh, with Peace, when we found that out in Peacemaker. So what's the connection to the Snyderverse that she would have? Will she drop it as kind of a little aside or a wink and a nod? What do you guys think about this? <laughs> I think this is the key question, hmm. is we don't know. He, do, he is saying Superman Legacy is the start of the DC Universe and Gods and Monsters is chapter one. But everything else before that, if these characters are sticking around, if Peacemaker's still there, if Waller's still there, if some of these others, then there there is a prologue. And so I think that is a big question mark that we don't that I think everybody is coming out of this going, cool, but what about this? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um yeah. I, anything you want to add to no, that? No, I, I agree. Okay, cool. Um uh, Derek Johnson says, I'm gonna be honest, it hit and I'm as indifferent to it as stepping in a puddle. It's great they have a slate of something, but there's no substance here, no actors, just characters. 
what is there to drive me to the DCU? Um, I would say that they, they this unique approach in terms of the characters that they are bringing to life here in the DCU, whether animated in a TV series or in a feature film, that's what you're um, uh, gravitating to. And that James Gunn is, and Peter Safran, and I'm sure with David Zaslav approval, have chosen these characters and these teams to explore a little bit more. So the casting will come, but it's nice to have a direction of where we're going and an overall vibe and atmosphere of what you can expect uh, from this stuff going forward. That's what I would say. What do you guys think? Mikey? Yeah, I, I think this was a, the fans have wanted a plan. We're going to show them that we've got it all. We're working it. We've got yeah. it. This is the beginning of it. And again, they said this is not all the first, this is not everything that's going to be in this first group phase, first 10 years. But so it was just, I think it was kind of like, you know, not an appeasement, but like, hey, we got you. We heard, we, we know, we know yeah. it's been messy for the past, you know, 10 years or whatever. So this is, you know, bear with us. We're, we're This is what we've got. You know, I think they weren't going to announce actors or anything because half the stuff isn't even written yet. But I'm sure they do have actors that they're talking to already. But again, I would rather them play their cards close to the chest. Or was yeah. it played close to the vest? Best. Then throwing it all out there and then having it change in two, three years. Right. You know, that, oh, that didn't work out. That actor fell through. This fell through. This writer, this director, creative differences. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think for me, it's the little bits of connective tissue that Gunn uh, and Saffron are letting slip in their announcements and what Gunn said in the video, which is we know that, uh, that the lanterns are, it's true detective. They're on Earth. They're not flying through space. They right. are uncovering a mystery that's going to tie into the bigger story. Uh, we know exactly what the Supergirl vibe is. We know that the Batman Brave and the Bold story brings in Damien and starts to introduce a Bat family. Like, there's just little words and phrases that he's using yeah. that make it sound like there is connective tissue. That there is a yeah. bigger story. Like, even like, and then he's like, Swamp Thing is over here. And he's kind of separate, but he's tied into this bigger story. So to me, it's that idea that there actually is something that's connecting them, which DC has been a little bit vaguer on in the past. Yeah. And I think your sports analogy real quick is right, Mike Kalinowski. When a coach comes in, they let go of some of the players, bring in new players, but they 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 give you a mission statement at that first yeah. press conference. Yeah. This is what we're going to do. This is what we're going after. These are our goals. They don't go, and I've got this quarterback, and I've got this running back, and I've got this linebacker, and I've got this team. And this, and as against when we play against this team, we're going to use this strategy. Right, and, exactly. You, they, you know, they, it's like, it's let them know. That, yeah, broad strokes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, to, to, to rephrase for other people, it's sort of like RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, boy. Every boy. season, you're going to get different drag queens. They're not always going to be your favorite drag queens, but you still stick with the show because you like the story and you like the formula. Sometimes you get a Jinx Monsoon, and sometimes you get a Bianca Del Rio. Sometimes you get a Shangela. You just don't know what you're going to get. I'll huh? I'm that's me trying. That, that's that's how those sports huh? analogies sound to me, just so we're all Well, I don't know sports at all. I tried to use a basic <laughs> analogy. <laughs> I'll take Bimini any day. Uh, Derek says, I also 100% agree with Roka. James needs to get off Twitter and stop responding to everything. I love Damien and Supergirl, especially the new runs in the comics, but feels like the audiences aren't going to get it. Oh, I, I think we're more, you know, I, I bristle at that, Derek, a lot because I think the audiences do get it. I think people are reading more of the stuff than you think. And if you present in a certain way, look, we're seeing Last of Us absolutely grab the pop culture zeitgeist right now. And I guarantee you, 80 to 90% of the people watching the show have not played the game. So it's just like you've, you've got to be able to figure out how to get through to those people. And I think 
you can with characters like this. Is this a reboot? I think we said it's kind of a soft reopen is what we decided. So. Um, and if I, but I do think, but I do think Derek is right. Just, I mean, really quick. I know we're, we yeah. have a ton of stream lads, but I do think he is right in that it, it, we keep talking around it and it's going to be the thing that keeps getting talked about is that there will be confusion about what is the story and what's right. not the story. Who, right. who, if, well, well, is this supposed to be the Henry Cavill, but we just recast him? So, I mean, I think that there is some clarity that they do need to give, not just to the hardcore fans, but just to audiences in general, because audiences don't have that trust yeah. that they have in some other brands right now. And like that needs to be renewed. Agree. Uh, Jay West saying, uh, James Gunn had my heart with the Guardians trilogy. He has my life announcing a Swamp Thing movie. Yeah, I agree. Yep. 100%. Uh, yeah, that also- authority. That was the weird one. Not the weird one. Just yeah. like, wow, they're really, that's a, that's a, that's a swing. That's a the authority is a big too. swing, but I, I think yeah, that's what swing. I appreciate is that I'm more, I, I, I get way more interested when they say, oh, we're going to do the authority than saying, and then we're going to do Justice League again. Like, right. I think they'll this. build to Justice League, but this is really an interesting choice. What I love about that choice is I don't care for that comic. I never really cared for the characters, but I think in the same way, it's going to be like Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Before the movie, I could have cared less about the MCU Guardians, you know, I could care less, but he made me fall in love with those characters. So I think yeah. that's fantastic with authority. Derek Johnson coming in saying, Shannon brings up such a good point. We skip three Robins and get to Damien. Ba- Batman will be recast again. I really want to love DCU. It's where my fandom started. I need some real substance before I spend money again on DCU. And Derek, I hear you. And I think James and Peter and David Zaslov, by extension, understand that. So I think them announcing this is just to let you know what their overall general blueprint is. And they're going to start finding actors, finding directors. They've already got some really good writers on some projects already. Uh, and so they, that's how you're going to come back. They know that. They just wanted you to understand what they're aiming for right now. And once they start locking down those actors and directors and um, and uh, casts, you're, you're, that's going to bring you back. So we shall see uh, what that ends up being. I did uh, see a lot of people, some people just talking about, the, the, oh, we're already going with Damien. We're, so we're skipping all the Robins and everything. And I just say, like, play the Gotham Knights video game. Like, it starts, you know... With the four four Bat family already, but they do such a good job with the storytelling, you don't miss it that we didn't get to see twenty right. films leading up to this. So I, I love yeah. that we. So we're probably gonna have Tim. We're probably gonna have Jason, Dick already fully ad, as adults, or or yeah, you know. So, but I think with the right I mean, storytelling, think- and, and as he said, he, he keeps going back to it. It's all about story. Yeah, yeah. If you if there's a reason that Damien kicks off this thing like if, if if no one else is i mean i don't say i don't think this i don't know that this is what they're going to do but if everyone else isn't talking to bruce because being a robin mm. is fucking horrible and bruce yeah. has never really been able to open up and do whatever and so you have these other characters like dick went off to be nightwing jason is jasoning over here tim was like i reached my limit barbara's like yeah you can't talk to him but then he through this relationship with damien he kind of renews his relationships like so there's ways that you can still make these characters work if you do it right and i i'm i'm the first person to say i don't think they've done it right always in the past but i think i'm open to seeing what they're going to do now for sure uh roberto suarez says uh there was a recent comic run titled superman and the authority could they possibly be looking at that for inspiration maybe Uh, there's um what is what was the group that manchester black was the head of Mike, do you know? Oh, the, uh... that's the. It was the animated show. They did a movie on the animated version of it. I know you're talking about. I, I don't. Know it's it's a, it's one of my favorite issues of Superman. It's uh, you know, why do you need the Man of Tomorrow or something? Right. But Manchester Black, whatever 
team he ran in the DC Comics, it was just the authority. The Elite? The Elite? The Elite. Yes. Yeah, the Elite, the Elite was basically a stand-in for the authority in the first mm. issue that they appeared in. Gotcha. And it was the kind of the same story where there was this superhero team that was just killing bad guys, and Superman was like, you can't do that. And it was a single-issue comic that sort of established this is what Superman's opinion of the authority would be and how they would go up against each other. So if you ever want to pick up that issue, it's a, I think it's just a single issue of Action Comics or Superman. Um, that seems to me to be a good indicator of where this might be going for the DC universe. Yeah, it was Action Comics number 775 came out in March of 2001. What's so funny about Truth, Justice, and the American Way? That's it. It's a great single issue. So if even yeah. even if you're like not up to date on Superman, you don't know what's going on, if you go to just get that single issue, it's a great, great Superman story and yeah. I think a nice indicator of where they might go. Appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, thank you. And then uh, Don Ronaldo McWhiskey. Thank you, Don, for a very kind uh, uh, super chat here. Although I understand not everyone likes skipping to the end of Batman a couple of movies ago in Batman vs. Superman. I really like skipping to Brave and Bold. Also, I kept hearing about All-Star Superman. I have not read the comic. Do you all recommend that as a primer? Uh, yeah, two things. So, A, yes, everybody should go read All-Star Superman. Again, yes. it's kind of its own story, so you can pick it up. You don't have to be up to date on Superman or know where it falls in the bigger continuity. It's just a gorgeous, amazing, awesome Superman story. Like, and I, I, love I don't it. think it was an accident that they used that shot from the first cover right. of the first issue yeah. when talking about Superman in the video. Also, I know, and I, I will, I will say this, even though the two gentlemen on here will probably disagree with me, oh, but I think the big difference between what they're saying with Brave and the Bold and what happened in Batman versus Superman is Batman versus Superman. Snyder wanted to have a really cool visual, which is here's a Robin outfit with ha 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 over it, with no context. It wasn't a part of the story. It wasn't a Robin story. It didn't get us anywhere. It didn't establish Robins. It didn't say Batman was like, well, I hate you, Superman, because this happened to Jason. Like it was just there as a fun Easter egg. And it didn't really speak to a bigger Batman story or lead anywhere. Whereas here, even by James Gunn saying, this is the beginning of the Bat family, even though they're skipping ahead, it feels more like what maybe what Marvel did with Peter Parker, where they skipped over the Uncle Ben, great power, great responsibility. But by the time you get to Spider-Man No Way Home, you end up giving it to Aunt May and it becomes really impactful. So it feels like they're skipping over intentionally with purpose as opposed to we skipped over everything because we're going to put this cool thing in the background. There we go. Uh, AZ Badfish, I get some Streamlabs now. AZ Badfish says, good morning, Geek Buddies. Can't watch live because too much of work to wait. Just sending some support. Love you guys. Nope, everyone has a fantastic week. Thank you, AZ Badfish. Very kind of you. Uh, Junior Diaz, 2113, says, how old do you think Bruce Wayne will be in the universe since Damien is now being introduced? That's an excellent point. How old is Bruce Wayne here? Is he in his 40s? Is he in his late 30s? Where is he with uh, Damien Wayne's birth? I think he's going to be younger. It's, it just seems like if they're, I, I would always, if they're saying that Superman is going to be younger in his career, I think that it would be a smart move. And again, different than what they did a little bit in BBS, but yeah. I think it's a smart move to keep Superman and Batman kind of in the same decade as far as age. So I okay. bet that's what they're going to do. Okay. Uh, I disagree. I think Batman needs to be late 30s, early 40s. Okay. If you've got a Robin, you're Damien, Damien Wayne, you're what, 13, 14? If you get them closer in age, because I think I think their Superman is going to be in his late twenties. When he first meets Damien, isn't Damien like ten? Well, I'd say he's ten, and 
I don't know. You you air you, you get start getting into Batman Forever, Batman and Robin territory with Bruce and Rob Dick looking like brothers instead of father and son. You've got to have a father and son dynamic. Hmm. And I, actors that's today, fair. That's fair. And actors yeah. today, you know, they, you cast an actor in their forties, like oh he's in his forties, like yeah. But if the actor doesn't look in his forties, if he looks in his thirties, then you're fine. Right. So I, I think he's going to be late thirties, early forties. Okay. Kalinowski. What? Are you trying to get the role of Bruce Wayne right now? Oh, well, come on now. <laughs> Are you want, do you want to be Bruce Wayne? <laughs> uh, we <laughs> all know. This out it's, here. <laughs> it's all over the chat. Everyone in the chat knows who you're supposed to be in the DC universe. We get it. Uh, Ricardo Gwell says, I loved Gunn clarifying the existence of Elsewhere stories. It was a very funky lineup, but that matches Gunn to a T. Yeah, 100%. I, 100%. Yeah. Like, you can see with that lineup his fingerprints on, like, oh, yeah. you know, the, the creature. Com- they didn't call it Creature Commandos, did they? Or did they? Yeah. Creature yeah, he Commandos. Did. He creature Commandos. Like, you know, Weasel's in there. Like, you see the fingerprints on this stuff. Was that, that Weasel? Was- I, thought, I, I thought it was Weasel, and then I was looking at the image again, and I was like, or is that Chupacabra? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, I, I would assume just because of what he did with it, yeah. yeah I, my first, my like, first thought was that it was Weasel. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. You've got a, you got a GI robot. Um, yeah, you've got a bunch of privates from the first one that are converted with this uh, serum. You've got a Bog Man. You've got a cyborg. You've got a Hunter, Doctor Medusa. So there's a number of different, and even Adam is a part of the Creature Commandos when they go to be um, the uh, agents of Shade because. He is the creator of Shade. So are we going to get a backdoor entry into Adam, which would be really interesting because Ray Palmer gets into a lot of things in the DC universe for sure. Uh, Haskell 420 says, hey, what's up, Haskell? He says, 2025 is going to be insane. Fantastic Four on February 14th. Avengers the Kang Dynasty on May 2nd. Some untitled Marvel project on July 8th. But now Superman Legacy on July 11th, 2025. Batman Part 2 in October and then an untitled Marvel in November. And he also goes along with your hashtag Kalinowski for Hal Jordan. There it is. is. But yeah, 2025 is going to be a nutso, man. Yeah, absolutely. You can have Hal Jordan. I just want to play Booster Gold. (laughs) All right, there we go. David uh, Hildebrand says, you guys rule in a fungal-induced apocalypse. What would be your go-to weapon of choice and drink of choice? Oh, um, Weapon of choice. I think mine would be an axe. Because um, I like to be up, you know, like close. Uh, drink of choice. It's ah! always a jack no. and die. Always a jack and die. So go ahead. I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go sledgehammer and straight whiskey. Okay. But like a long sledgehammer. I don't want to get too close. I want to like just swing it. Six Although six. I did do axe throwing recently and I did better than I thought. So maybe axes too. There we go. Kalinowski, do you have a go-to weapon of choice in another pocket? Oh, I don't know. I've, um, let's do a katana sword. Ooh, nice. No, I know Michonne had that. That's 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 ridiculous. I'm going to get a weed whacker. Like, it's got a thing that spins real fast. I'm going to get a weed whacker. Yeah. It's just nice. Get it's behind just... me. It's just all nice. All right, Josh Peterson says... Let's go, DC, and my boy Soups. Wish all the luck to all those in charge for the future of this universe. Superman has had involvement with the authority in comics as of late. Love the geek buddies. Hey! Kalinowski. (laughs) Kalinowski. 
Ricardo Coelho says, Gunn posted a video on Twitter just now. Yes, Ricardo, we did watch it. So this is obviously from earlier in the show. But thank uh, you, the Lord of Darkness here says, Hi, guys. What a nice random live episode to come across. Hope you three are as, are good. So my two things that will get me on board with Gun Slate will be what talent they get behind this stuff and who is in front of the camera. That's an excellent point. I mean, I think already for the Amanda Waller series, I'm super excited. Yeah. I liked Doom Patrol. I liked The Watchmen. So to me, those are two good things. Uh, and certainly that told a strong black story, that Watchmen series on HBO. So I want to see what we're going to explore here with Amanda Waller and certainly with Violet Davis wanting to come back. They must have pitched her something really, really fucking cool and good that conveys that experience here in our country. So I'm very excited to see what we're going to get. What about you guys with this? I mean, I think I think if if uh, Waller is a sign of the type of people that they're going to be bringing on, I think yeah. it it, uh, it it bodes well. But I do think that you know this is the big kickoff today. But I think over the next couple months, we're going to get the casting announcements, we're going to get director announcements, we're going to get writer announcements, and we're going to see what the talent pool is like in this new universe. And I think that Gunn coming out today in his speech and saying that it's all very creator driven. Uh, is probably him kind of saying to the community at large, like, again, this is not my universe. This is right. the DC universe, and I want everyone's opinions on it. Right, right. My, uh, can I ask you your thoughts real quick? Um, I don't, I don't know. I'd like, okay. you know, I'm more of the character in the story. Uh, as far as I, 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 if a director comes on board, I'm, I'm, I've kind of learned to wait till I see the product, like the Russo mm. brothers, like. When they were announced as Winter Soldier, I would never would have thought they would have made my most favorite MCU film of all time and yeah. because of their past history. So I always like to judge a, a character or a director and an actor by the work that they bring to the table. Uh, so we'll see. You know, I, I, I would love to see them go with some unknowns for the actors. Mm. I really would. Yeah. I really would. I yeah. mean, look at Chris Hemsworth. Look at, you know, Hugh yeah. Jackman, knowing who these people were before. And be, they became the iconic versions of these characters. Yep. Well, I did love Ben Affleck in the role. He brings a lot of baggage to a role like that, you know? So I'd love to see some people we don't know. Yeah, yeah. There was a time when we could do that. You know, these it wasn't these a big characters deal. will sell themselves. These yeah. will, They will sell themselves. Yeah, no, you're right. There's a reason RDJ can't sell a movie outside the Marvel Universe or Sherlock. There's yeah. a reason for that. You know, yeah. people see him with this, and that's the connective. Yeah. Uh, Francisco Lopez says, hey, guys, will you like will you like to see multiple Green Lanterns at the same time? Like, we can have John with the Justice League, Hal in the solo Green Lanterns, and the rest of Green Lantern in the Lantern series. Well, I mean, Gunn did say there are going to be appearances by other Lanterns in this series. So that's an exciting part, which still kind of, connects to what Berlanti was trying to do, even though he's not involved in this. So it makes sense. I like the idea. What do you guys think? Yeah. I mean, I think that I, I, I think focusing on Hal and John is smart. Yeah. Um, but I think yeah. him kind of saying that we're going to see other lanterns. So whether that means that we have Hal and John and Guy and Kyle, or whether that means that we're going to see Kilowog and Tomar Ray and other alien characters show up. Like, I think that like, there's a possibility for all of that it does yeah. seem like you know and again i think that we're all okay with this at this point it doesn't sound like we're getting a ton of origin stories here yeah. you know it doesn't sound like we're getting that we're doing through the origin of hal and the origin of john and the origin of all these people it sounds like some of these characters that we've seen versions of in animation and film and other places in the past uh we're gonna just dive in with some of them which i think yeah. is okay yeah agree yeah i think it one thing that's always kind of bothered me about the lanterns is you know it's one lantern per sector and we've had four mm -hmm. at the same time hal kyle 
Guy and John. So it's like I think this is going to be when they're saying you detect. I think this is going to be Hal is a is the you know the mentor. I think it's going to be a kind of a training day type movie where it's a day in the life. He's training his rookie, and they get caught up in this detective story. And when they say other lanterns, other lanterns from other sectors will could come in. Like yeah, right. So I don't think we're going to get Guy. You know Jessica Cruz. I don't think we'll see in this, but I could be completely wrong. Yeah, we'll see. Kilowog. We'll see. That's yeah. yeah, certainly possible. I mean, if anyone can make characters like Nort or Chip, you know, it's James Gunn. Make them <laughs> household names. You know, it, it's absolutely true. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. And people will love him, and they'll want him everywhere, and he'll be a theme park eventually. So this guy, what he did with Guardians, and what they are in the world now, it's insane. It is insane. Even the second, so. the Suicide Squad film. I mean, like the first yeah. film, some people liked, but this one they really like. So, yeah. Uh, Derek Johnson saying, Ezra staying? Someone said soft reopen. I think this should have been a hard reboot. He sounded enthusiastic as he always does, but I don't think the plan is as far as he- ahead as he's making it seem. Well, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I think he's hedging his bets a little bit, and rightfully so, because you can't predict what the future is going to be and what's going to happen and how they are going to respond to the therapy and how they are going to be on a press tour. And how people are going to respond to the movie. So, you play you play the cards that you dealt and see what you can negotiate and navigate. And we don't know what the particulars of the contracts are. So he may yeah. have to I, deal with all of this in and out. Yeah. I was going to say, assembly. You don't. We don't know how much. I think there's a good chance that James Gunn came in. And again, I have no idea. I don't have any inside information on this. Right. But that he and Saffron came in and said, "We got to do a hard reboot. Like this is a mess." Yeah. And the answer was. Fuck you. The Batman made this much money. Joker made this much money. So we're absolutely doing those. And we have these three movies coming out in the next year. And we don't want to go tell everybody after we spent millions of dollars on this that these are dead in the water. So no way. So I think a lot of this right now is when he says that Superman Legacy is the beginning of the DCU, this is the beginning of the new story he wants to tell and he and Saffron want to tell. And they've sort of built the framework the same way that Feige built the Infinity Saga. And there's some choices that are out of their hands. And there's some choices that they're, it's a wait and see. Yeah. So I think that's where a lot of this of, I'm super excited for this movie. This person is absolutely still in the universe. Yes, there's no reason that these people can't... Like, like they didn't come out and say, absolutely, Momoa is Aquaman. and get, like It's all, yeah, no, there's no reason. We don't know. It's cool. We'll see. And I think there's a reason that they're not allowed to say fully one way or the other yet. Right, right. And that reason is money. A hundred percent, I think, for sure. I agree with you, Michael. And once again, to use the sports analogy, when you come in, sometimes as a coach, you can't get rid of all the players because they're signed to multi-year contracts. you got to yeah. wait out those contracts and, or find a way to trade them or get them onto something else so or buy them out. But we'll see what the situation is. And then the so, yellow flag with the field goal and the three-pointer. <laughs> you know what? Right. Simon Section says, greetings, Geek Buddies. I used to collect comic the comic book Authority. It was a spinoff of the Windstorm comic Stormwatch, which I loved. I hope they use Jackson King and Synergy in some capacity and not sideline them like they did in the comics. Yeah, that's an interesting. I gotta go back. I'm gonna go back and reread. I, I unlike Kalinowski, I loved the Authority. Yeah. I thought it was great. As for someone who loves Superman and loves like the bright, shiny, optimistic, like good is good people, I thought the Authority was an absolute blast. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. Um, any thoughts, Mike, on this? No, we're good. Okay. Uh, uh, no, I'm Mike- good. Okay, Michael Miles says, my concern is too much, Gun. How many of these movies and shows is he writing and or directing, and he is supposed to be running DC Studios on top of that on the side? His eyes are bigger than his stomach, in my opinion. Look, I think that's a valid concern to have. Yeah. 
I didn't know he was right. He had already written Creature Commandos, and he's working on the Superman film. And I don't know if he's got other projects that he's working on or writing on, rather, as well. But yeah, this is this starts to become a little bit like the creator can't stop doing the thing that he really loves to do in order to run the thing that he's supposed to run. So he's got to find a way to strike that balance. And hopefully, Peter Safran is in his ear going, "Look, dude, can you just?" chill out for let other people do these kinds of things we got to run this thing so what do you guys think is this a valid concern yeah i think this is probably the concern the creative community has as well i think there's a lot of questions right now about how much of this is gun and how much of this is guided by gun and i think that that is a that is an open question right now that we are all waiting to see how that rolls out okay yeah uh, all right, Kalinowski, it looks like we got to lose you here brother man yeah um, buddy i gotta take off i'm sorry i got a, a couple things i gotta get going here to do Thank you for taking the time. Pleasure. It was a pleasure, boys. Anytime to talk. Always good times. Always good times. Mark this day that Mike and I are in agreement. Mike's are aligned. Right now, the video, timestamp it, everybody. 700, 800 people watching this damn thing. (laughs) Mark it now, and we'll see where we are in five years. It's not going to last, guys, but we're going to enjoy it for today. Absolutely. Uh, Pitch your stuff, Kalinowski. Where can people find you? At Mike Kalinowski. At Mike Kalinowski. That's where I'm at, boys. At Mike Kalinowski. Twitter, Instagram, it's all there. The dogs are going nuts saying goodbye to you guys, too. All right. Bye, guys. Thanks Thanks for letting me join you guys. Much love to you, man. Bye, guys. All right, there's Mike Kalinowski. We got, I think we got a couple more, Mike, and then we get out of here. Yeah, uh, Moose Hussein says, hi, Geek Buddies. And Mike, loving the show. Just throwing this out there. Glenn Powell for Booster Gold. Any thoughts? Very excited for the DCU. That would be good casting. I would I, not be mad at that. I could see that. I can Again, see I, you know, I, I actually do agree with and, – and Glenn Powell's not so, so huge. I mean, he's, he's in right. everything right now, but he's not so huge that I think he does kind of fall into this category. But yeah. I think following that Marvel – Marvel – did a really nice job of some people they cast were big names and some people they cast, we didn't know who they were. Nobody knew who Tom Holland was. Right. You right. Know? So I think that like, uh, I think DC should do a little bit of the same. Definitely give us some big names coming in. Like Viola Davis being Amanda Waller has yep. always been like, it's just perfect casting. Um, but Booster Gold is definitely a character that you could go with Glenn Powell or someone even lesser known yeah. and, and make that person a star. Yeah, yeah. I like the idea. It all depends on the chemistry with him and uh, Zolo Maradueña. You got to find somebody who has great chemistry. And and I think Glenn's a little bit older than Zolo. So is that the angle you're going for, that Booster is slightly older because he's a man from the future and that kind of vibe? Or do you want them to be equal in terms of age so they're experiencing and getting into hijinks together for guys their age? So, uh, yeah, we're very curious to see what angle you want to go. But he's a nice choice for Booster Go for sure. I don't know what his comedic timing is like. But he, certainly he has funny moments in Top Gun Maverick being the cocky, swaggery guy. So maybe that can be translated into Booster Go. We shall see. All right, that's all the Streamlabs and Super Chats. Real quick, 500 of you watching us right now, give us a like. We haven't even gotten to 500 likes. Hit that like button, for God's sakes. Only 383 likes. Hit a like button as we're wrapping up here uh, uh, this show. We appreciate you all joining us here live for this special edition of the Geek Buddies. This is our main show for the week, so we will do a Bad Batch review later on in the week, but uh, this is our main show for the week, so we hope you enjoyed it and had a great time watching or listening to it, which you can do on our podcast feed. Uh, as well, um, Mike, do you have Shannon's thing memorized? Should I? T- I mean, talk it's all you? on the screen. I got it. If you want okay. to follow us on Twitter, we're at Geek underscore Buddies. At Instagram, at the underscore Geek underscore Buddies. If you want to follow John, he's at the Roca says. If you want to follow me, I am at MK Tune. If you want to follow Shannon McClung, he is at Shannon underscore McClung uh, on Twitter. 
And yes, Twitter. he's at Shannon the Geek Buddy on Instagram. And That's of course, correct. Mike Kalinowski, who joined us, is at Mike Kalinowski. So that is everybody that you should be following. And the other thing you should do, I know John just told you, but honestly, just go click that like button. We are here talking to you about this stuff. We've all had a great morning. I need some more coffee. So hit that like button below. Subscribe to Johnny's Outlaw Nation page. Check out all the content. We're going to have a shit ton of stuff to talk about in the next couple years, and you don't want to miss any of it. Leave your comments below. The chat over here has been awesome, but on YouTube, leave your chats. What do you want to see? What are you worried about? What are your hopes and dreams for chapter two and beyond in the DC universe? Um, if you are listening to this podcast, go ahead and leave us some stars and some comments. Helps us go up in the rankings and as always the best thing that you can do is retweet this video post it on your socials send it to your friends and tell them to hang out with your buddies the geek buddies absolutely and another thing you can do one more thing is to make sure to check out carbon health they continue and power to power and sponsor us here on the geek buddies carbonhealth.com you got any healthcare questions concerns or needs maybe you had some heart palpitations from this morning getting all these announcements and you want to get checked out you got some shortness of breath dealing with all the excitement well, head on over to CarbonHealth.com. See, they've got virtual care for you, in-person care, sometimes day of, depending on how busy their clinic is. And they've got 100-plus locations all over the country, 80-plus locations in California alone. And, hey, if you don't want to check it out on the Internet, you can always go and download the app from the App Store. Get that app on your phone there, Carbon Health, to check out uh, when, any, you, when, when you have any health care questions or concerns on the go. All right, you guys are amazing. Thanks so much for joining us. We love you madly, and we'll talk to you next. Here we go, Chapter 1 of DC with James Gunn and Peter Safran. Gods and monsters, baby! Here we go, and we'll talk to you next time with another brand new episode of The Geek of ha ha Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.